we are Hawksman Real Estate. I am James Mason. And I'm Sarah Colenzo. And we are here to talk to you about the local property market. With many of you asking us questions about what's happening right now, we thought it would be a good idea, time to time, for us to sit down and have a chat about what we believe is going on in the local market. Well, hello. We're back again for another Hawksman podcast, Uh, this time without Sarah. Unfortunately, she's feeling a little bit poorly at home. So it's just me talking about the property market today. But we have got a guest with us where we're going to be covering some interesting topics, hopefully, uh, as we go along. Just to cover off what is happening in the property market, I won't bore you with all of the details, but it's incredibly busy right now. Uh, the demand for people moving out of London is as high as ever. And again, the local trading up and trading down is coming to a head as well. We're hoping to see a little bit of better weather. It's been absolutely miserable showing houses in grey skies, but I've got a feeling that spring is just around the corner. So what are we doing today? Well, we are over the next few months inviting some of our friends within the industry to chat all things property. And I'm really pleased today to have uh, Fiona Brass from Fiona Brass Interiors with us. And we're going to be chatting about trends and changes within the interiors world and design, Fiona. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Uh, A pleasure. I should say we have worked together a couple of times before. Yes, we have many times and yeah. we also purchased our current family home from you, which we love. So and thank you. And you're still talking to us. Yes. Although I've said <laughs> that uh, you definitely want to be the person selling your house with James and not necessarily <laughs> buying with James. There was a there was a sealed bid. Do you know what? You were involved in a sealed bid yeah. before sealed bids got really popular, actually. Yeah. It was such a great house you bought. I mean, obviously, potentially. <laughs> It needed a bit of work, didn't it? That's exactly what we wanted. We needed something that had the bones and um, nothing else. So it justified me doing the whole thing. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, absolutely. There was no, there was no choice, was there? No, No, absolutely. Well, you've done an amazing job. I I have to say, I do love it. Um, And of course, you've done some work for me as well on my house. So I have to say, I just have to say, she's brilliant. I love, I love what you've done at my house and it has changed the way that I live. And I think it is really important to talk about things like that when you are, and we, we recommend trades and um, uh, people to help with property all the time. And I think if you haven't got the vision yourself, going to an expert who does this day in, day out and has seen probably more importantly, how things don't work sometimes over the times is really important. Where do you find most of your clients come from? Um, Besides you. Well, yeah. (laughs) So um, recommendations yeah. is a big part of our business um, because for us, um, it's it's really about the client and the people we're working with because they have to trust us. And that's why your project turned out really well, because you gave us a brief, um, you gave us a budget <laughs> and you gave us your keys. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> if, that was yeah. basically it. I think that probably proved just how busy we are and how hard we were working because I, yes, I, I, I kind of really just went, get it. on with it, please, and, and came back and it was done. It was amazing. So, yeah. yeah. So um, most of our clients definitely come through recommendation okay. or referrals. Yeah, lovely. Yeah. And and one of the things, you know, we all live slightly differently these days. Anyway, we, we were talking about how houses have evolved and changed yeah. and how a, a kitchen looks completely different to 20 years ago, but it actually yeah. looks completely different to 10 years ago. And now we're talking about the COVID effect yes. and the lockdown, um, how people use their spaces differently. Have you... Have you noticed when people are talking to you about what they want to do with their houses? Have you noticed any big changes? Yes, definitely. So people are spending more time in their home. And over COVID, they had a lot of time to 
know what works yeah. and also know what doesn't work. Yeah. And a lot of our clients now have an extra person that lives in the house or works in the house a lot more than they used to do. Yeah. So we're definitely seeing um, an extension of the open plan space mm-hmm. and starting to streamline that. And we're starting to see people zone it and consider spaces more um, and subtle changes to start to close areas off. Right. So we're not looking for rooms as large anymore. Yep. Um, but we're actually looking at cozy, snug spaces and doors, doors yeah. to offices, especially. <laughs> Sarah tells the, f- the the best story, and it is you know we were on a viewing, uh, and a lady walked in from London, and in you know the roads, you know off Northcote Road in Clapham, yeah, where it's yeah, the, the houses well. are penned in together, and and every wall has been taken out, you yeah. know every wall's been taken out, and it's just a white box. And uh, I remember this lady just looked at Sarah and just went, "I want doors." I want doors I can close. Um, and this was straight after lockdown. There was a, a wild-eyed look. But it is interesting to say that the people still kind of want that big kitchen breakfast room. Yes. But then areas off it are really important. Yes, because that main space is like their showcase space. Mm-hmm. So it's about all the bits that go on behind it to make that main space work. So the bits behind it, like you've got your laundry room, you've got your utility, your walk-in pantry, um, all of these areas need to be hidden in a nice way that they're still beautiful but it's about this main space I'm showing off and sometimes clients are willing to make that slightly smaller to look at um, the other bits that work hard around it. And I think for us, the kitchen is still the heart of the home as well. Always. You know, we're selling family homes. That's what we do. And um, it is. It's where everybody spends most of their time. It's where when you have bad news, you go and you sit and you make a cup of tea or you have a glass of wine. It's where when you're not well, you get your blanket and your cushion and you sit up on your sofa. And when you, when something's wrong, you go to your home and the kitchen is the main place you go. So it's it's got to be right. And, and look, kitchens, you mentioned it, utility rooms, boot rooms, pantries, um, you know, just having a little utility room off the kitchen now is is more of the norm, isn't it? Whereas, you know, go back 20 years ago and it was still seen as a huge advantage to have it. But uh, now that the matching kitchen, pantry, utility room, into boot room, yeah. kids stuff all lined up there so they come in through the back door and get changed there. Yeah. That seems to be the, the big trend at the moment. Would you sort of concur with that? Is that- Absolutely. I think with um, our clients living in their homes for so much of the time, um, they've had time to consider how they want to set it up. And the main aim is our clients want to feel like they're winning at life. <laughs> so when they walk into the room, they want, they want, they want to make sure that um, what they see is the calm elements and all of the bits that are busy working for them go on behind the scenes. And you're absolutely right. Kitchens are the heart of the home. And we're starting to see them becoming very, very organised and quite regimented, aren't we? The the pantries seem to be a big thing at the moment with all the labels and the glass jars. Yes, Instagram um, have definitely done a thing for pantries. Um, but they just need to be hardworking, um, as does your utility. But also what we're seeing is second kitchens behind I'd Current kitchen. I would love a second. I'd love a we second kitchen. We all aspire to second kitchen. <laughs> well, it is funny. I think if you've got that big open plan kitchen yeah. and you do entertain, yeah. I know what I've, I, roast dinners are my thing. I know. But making my own gravy is a critical moment. <laughs> and it's just at that time yeah. when somebody wants to come over and talk to you about this or that, or how's little Johnny getting on or whatever. Yeah. And you're like, can I just do the gravy, please? So yeah, if I had yeah. a second kitchen hidden away behind, I, well. Second kitchens are like a modern serving cart, I think. <laughs> I love it. Something to aspire to there, isn't it? I better yeah. flog a few more houses and then uh, yeah. 
I'd love a second kitchen. Don't think it's ever going to happen. No. But we have some amazing clients that do have second kitchens. So it's a joy to work with them. Absolutely. And I have to say, you know, we always um, scream with joy when we see a serving hatch still. Sarah and I just absolutely yeah. love it. We do. Um, I haven't quite done a video yet where I pop my head through, but that might be. We thought, yeah. I think we thought about it once, but it was a little bit too much like um, Jack Nicholson <laughs> in The Shining. So yeah, it's not. <laughs> yeah. um, but with our clients um, as well, they entertain a lot. Yeah. And to have that second kitchen, just it's a small space, um, but definitely to have that second kitchen allows they have maybe an in-house chef or someone they just employ for the evening. So mm. not someone that's in the house all the time, but to have someone for the evening and then they have a separate space that they can prepare um, and then they can serve from there and the kitchen remains the dining room. Exactly. And then the other big thing, double dishwasher. Double dishwashers. We, I mean, that's that's got to be living the dream, isn't it? Having a double, double dishwasher. dishwasher. Yeah. yeah, one on the go while you're filling the other one. The other <laughs> thing that we're definitely seeing um, is the consideration of moving that utility laundry. So laundry room yeah. um, is nearly like... Um, it's a break off of a utility room. So people are having specific laundry rooms and they're bringing them to the first floor. You did that. <laughs> Who would do that? So hold on. But, Am I yeah. on trend? You are on trend. You're well, ahead of the trend. Ladies and gentlemen, we have it here. <laughs> it is official. James Mason is on trend for the You're, first time yeah. in his life. Rocking double. I'm even rocking double denim today because I was with I the know. creative. So I thought I, I, I've been told I've done it wrong. But there you go. You're so fine. yeah, no, absolutely. And is there anything that you're just not being asked to do anymore? What you know, we talk about things that were popular ten years ago. Yeah. What about things that might have been popular five years ago that we're now just not seeing? Is there is there something we've moved away from? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, every client is quite specific to what they need. Yeah. Um, so I guess what we wouldn't have been asked for five, six years ago would be creating the amount of home offices that we're creating. Yeah. Um, and probably five, six years ago, um, we were asked to create more amazing single bespoke rooms. So that room, like we were talking about with the kitchen, everything's together besides yeah. a little square in the corner that covers your utility. Right. So definitely we're seeing um, rooms portioned off more. Um, and we're looking at more functional rooms, so more specific hobby rooms as well. So we've got a client oh, right. at the moment, they're reaching um, near retirement age and they're looking for a space that used to be their dining room. And they're changing that into a semi-office um, come amenity room. So the lady likes to sew, she I, wants I, a space. I was just hoping you were going to say it was going to become a jigsaw room. <laughs> oh, we have had that too. Have you? Yeah. Yeah, we've had, um, we've got a landing, a beautiful landing for a client we did. And uh, she had a really big, massive round table and um, she loved to do jigsaws on it. But we said, can we please change it? Can we, can we change it so that we can give it a better use? Um, but what we did was get, we had a bespoke jigsaw puzzle tray made right. that fit within to a bespoke unit that she could pull out with a half made jigsaw. Um, and it sat like on her lap either side. But she also had a space for her wine, which might have been the winning piece for her to agree. Okay, so this is turning into one of the worst podcasts I've ever done, because now I want double dishwasher, I want a second kitchen, and I want a jigsaw room as well. Yeah, but you've got the laundry room on the But I have got the laundry already, room. So. Okay, all right. Well, that's good, isn't it? I t one thing, you talked about um, separate offices. Um, yeah. And obviously, we're now having multiple offices within, Absolutely. within houses. The one thing that... Um, I noticed, again, coming out of sort of immediate lockdown, yeah. and it maybe has gone away a little bit now, is is um, protecting the mental health of our kids. And actually, 
there were a lot of parents who didn't want them doing their homework in their bedrooms. They yes. wanted to have a separate space yes. for them so that the bedroom was their safe space. Uh-huh. Um, you know, and I think the, the, the amount of online learning that they were doing as well, you kind of want to get that. Kids are online now ridiculous All amounts. the time, it's scary. So I think for us, definitely, we're still being asked that question if there is a space around the house where the kids can actually have a study area as well so maybe the media room has changed into not just uh, a table tennis table or a, you know yeah. an arcade game in there there is also a, a section in there where they can do their homework as well that's really important so it's having um, dual function spaces as well um, and a big part of it is leading off from that kitchen space especially when your children are younger because they are on screens all the time so the consideration is well where are they on that screen Um, and as a parent myself one of the things that's really important is that that screen's not in their bedroom so it's downstairs it's within eyesight but they still feel like they have a space so a lot of the time we'll apportion some space some joinery some clever joinery Mm -hmm. that allow the children to have their desks have their homework areas but they can be closed off so when um, it starts to get to dinner time or weekends it's not reminding them that there's schoolwork or homework that needs to be done so uh, yeah every client and every uh, brief we get depends on how our clients are living in their homes and the space in their homes. Um, because then we have some some clients and they're like, I need you to make this less child-friendly because my kids are gone now and I'm pining for them. So I need to just have a clean slate and I need something that's fun. They're the best ones. <laughs> Isn't that always, it's the one where it's the one where the kids go back to their parents' house yeah. and, and their bedroom's completely changed. It's like, quick, we have a three-month uh, three opening. Can we just do it? <laughs> uh, no, I'm joking. I'm joking. All of our clients love to have their kids around. They never want to let them go. No, no, (laughs) quite right, quite right. So where do people start, Fiona? What's, you know, if you're thinking about, you're looking at your house and you're thinking, it doesn't quite work for me now. Yeah. And they're minded to say, well, hold on, I'm happy to get professional help. What, what, how does it all start? What's the best thing to do? And I I know I always say to you, look, can you just give someone a call for me? But, but what, how does it all work? Because obviously I did a couple of rooms and I found the process really, really easy. But if you're going to remodel your whole house, what, what, where do you start? So we always start with um, an onboarding call and we speak to the clients and they speak to us because I think no matter what job you need to have done in your home, you have to get a good feeling for the person Mm. and you have to trust them. And actually what we're going to do in their home is it's quite personal. It's intimate. We're going right in there. We're going to see warts and all. So you need to be able to trust that person um, and you need to be able to trust them that they can deliver what you have in your mind, that dream, that idea of what you're creating. Um, So we do an onboarding call, we chat through, and from there we would suggest an initial consultation. I think what we like to do with our clients is to help give them that vision, that bigger picture. Because sometimes when you live in a space, it's difficult to see that bigger picture yourself. And you just see the things that you don't like about the space. We've often gone to homes and the two or three things that the clients, bugbears, um, appear to be are the ones that we love. Right. So it's about just changing that to alter it, to make it um, suit the home and how it works in the family home. So we will start with giving you that vision. And we will discuss it. And then once we've got that vision and the client's like, this feels great. Yeah, we're we're loving this. Um, the next stage we get to is we talk about um, all the practical bits, okay. like the budget, yeah. um, the brief, what you need from the home, um, who's living there, when you're away, the access, when you would need a project through. So all kind of the the, the, the really important pieces that enable us to do the creative bit. 
Right. Um, and that's kind of what we say with uh, with our clients as well. Like the creative bit is amazing. It's really good fun. But actually to achieve that and to deliver it means we need to follow very clear processes. And we talk our clients through those processes yeah. from us presenting the design to you, um, to talking through the timelines, to the bespoke furniture, to the joinery, to showing you 3D um images of each of the spaces with the materials and the mood board. Um, but every project starts with a client and we take the cues from the client. Right. And by listening to them, we then know what we need to give you to achieve what you think you want. So it's a lot of plates to spin for you, isn't it? If you think of all the trades that you need to get in and timelines and everything. Yeah, absolutely. But it's it's kind of what we do. Um, but we have um, lots of software um, and scheduling software um, and we've got a great team. So we've got a team of three in the office as well as a small team of tradespeople, but we do trust them. Um, and we've got a great team and they help us deliver what we need to deliver. Um, and yeah, it makes pretty much every project enjoyable. Not to say things don't go wrong, but when you've got a great team behind you, you don't have to worry about it. Yeah, fantastic. You just manage it. Yeah. And the clients, um, when they trust you enough to leave you to get on to do it, you don't even see that something's not worked or because we've sorted it. Yeah, yeah. And that is the benefit of having an interior designer. Fantastic, fantastic. If you had a dream job, what would it be? If it was a, a, a dream brief to do something, what could you go for? Do you know, we've just finished a job that we've absolutely loved. We worked right. in a grade two listed cottage in Esher and it needed complete refurbing. And we had a client who had a, re a really reasonable budget, not silly end, but expected and understood what we could get for her budget, yeah. trusted us implicitly. And we delivered the most beautiful personality, completely full of personality um, cottage that they're now living in, that it's there. They're just semi-retired and it's their forever home. Fantastic. And it's, you go in and your shoulders drop and you smile. You just wait for a gin and tonic. <laughs> I love that. It's, yeah. it, you know, you're in houses all the time. Yeah. I'm in houses all the time. And I, I use this phrase all the time. I think homes talk to me. I, I, I'm, I'm a bit yeah. bonkers like that. But I walk in and they give you a vibe. And, you know, yes, a lot of it's got to that's something to do with the people who are there. Maybe yeah. when you're, But even if you're just going into a property that is empty. I think Straight away. When you brought me to the property that we bought, like our current family home, as soon as I walked in, I knew I was going to buy it. <laughs> it is. A, well, we, we, um, we talk about a point of sale. Yeah. Um, Oh, I'm giving away some secrets here. Ooh, uh, but we talk about a point of sale is in, I believe that there yeah. is a physical point of sale in every house, i.e. a spot yeah. uh, where your two feet are on the floor and you make the decision to buy the house. And in some houses, it's the garden path. It's actually the path up to the door yeah. and you've, you're just going in the house to check. Um, in others, it is walking through and seeing the garden. In others, it might be standing in the main bedroom. It, they're all very, very different. But there is always a spot um, where you just know don't you? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's the same when we present to our clients. Um, but the, the most important thing is we just we just try to listen, listen as much as we can, because we always say to our clients, it's your budget, it's your home. We're just enabling you to create the most amazing home, but it's yours. So it's always their style um, and it's always delivered for them. But we definitely got such a big sense of satisfaction. And also we like to think that we've got... We've got a beautiful set of friends that we can call into any time. Um, we're still WhatsApping. Yeah, Probably will be for ages. Um, and I think that's 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 the bit that makes us love our job. Brilliant. It made a difference to their life. Lovely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Client for life. I love that. Yeah.
So there will be people watching this now who are either just about to or are thinking about putting their property on the market. What are yeah. Fiona Brass's top tips before top you tips. put your house on the market for sale? What should you be doing? I bet they're similar to yours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so one of the things I would always say to our clients is get rid of everything and anything that's not um, got a, a point to be in that house. When you live in a house lots and lots of years, you see it from a very different angle than someone that comes yeah. in with eyes from a completely new perspective. So definitely I would say get rid, get rid. And also the benefit of getting rid is when you do move, you're not paying movers <laughs> to bring it to another house to get rid. So buy a skip, skip, hire a skip, get it in there. Weybridge, do a great skip. I get one myself every 12 months <laughs> um, and get rid of all the rubbish. Well, look, you're preaching to the choir there I because um, it, it is the number one thing that, that Sarah says when we go around to these yeah. houses declutter, declutter, declutter. And, yep. and you're absolutely right. Don't take it with you. You know, your removal men are going to, you know. No, you're just going to pay twice. For pay it. for it. Yeah. Or you're going to pay for them to get rid of it. Yeah. So, you know, absolutely do a do a run to the tip or as you say, actually a skip on the drive. Skip is great. A skip on the drive is one of the best things in the world, isn't you it? You don't even have to consider it. It's just, it's in skip, done. Get yeah. a really big one. You can't reach back. <laughs> and, and, and actually these days there's people driving around taking stuff out of it so yeah, you so you yeah. so you can actually use uh get more use out of it can't you but yeah. uh, there you go what so what else then, would you say yeah, yeah so then leading on from it you've kind of created more space in your home and um, then create your lifestyle so this is about when you've got potential buyers coming into your home and seeing the special bits. Now that you've lost all the clutter, um, show them the special bits, be it the beautiful garden um, or that lovely worktop um, marble or that beautiful flooring or even just like a nice nook, a corner that's like a reading corner, but create that lifestyle. So is it a family? Is it a kind of a pre-retired couple? Um, but what is that lifestyle? And create those zones so mm. that they can see how they're going to live in it because not everybody can do that. So see how they're going to live in it. Um, and then the other thing you'll notice, once you remove the clutter, you're going to see lots of marks on the walls um, and just get a decorator in and a little bit of DIY. Like we do it with our cars. We send it for a service every yeah. year and we have the tires changed and we do all of that. But sometimes people forget with their homes because they're busy living in it. Um, but Can I get- steal that? That's brilliant. Yeah, we do it with yeah, our cars. <laughs> we, yeah, we do it with our cars, but we don't do it with our homes. But we do. Yeah. And it's uh, like, you know, I kind of have every two, three years, I've got a decorator coming in. He does a different part of the house. But that's because we're living in it. The kids walk down yeah. the walls like, you know, they just high drag their hands. High traffic areas. Yes. Yeah, high traffic areas. Kids and dogs and yeah. husbands sometimes, yeah. Absolutely. Husbands are, yeah, liability. <laughs> <laughs> um, but if you get your decorator in, just to start looking after those areas, dings and doors, you yeah. know, where you've got like at the end where paint's chipped off. That gives people looking from a, a new, fresh perspective. That's like, oh, there's something not being looked after. Um, so just get a decorator in, keep it lovely and neutral, but don't use like a, a really strong, brilliant white, just, yeah. a, just a little bit of a softer tone. Um, and one of the tricks we always tell our clients is uh, keep, paint your ceiling and your walls. And if it's very simple woodwork, simple skirting, paint it all the same color. And then you've created a lovely neutral backdrop that then you can start to stage and create the dream for your potential buyers. Uh, I have to, I have to agree. We put an a, an awful lot of effort into getting our homes ready for the market. Sarah does an yeah. amazing job yeah. uh, with her staging and dressing advice that she gives people, and we, we do say a lick of paint just transforms yeah. an entrance wall, especially, but it absolutely can transform a home Makes ready a for the market. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, quite right.
Fiona, I love that. Thank you so much for coming in today and having a chat Thanks for with us. Me. Oh, it's been great fun, hasn't it? Yes. Yeah, We're never fun. short on something to no. say, are we? No, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, listen, if you want to get in touch with Fiona, her details will be here on the podcast somewhere for you to find. And if you're thinking about selling your home and want to have a chat with me about your plans, get in touch. Mm-hmm.